people think they're making decisions based on logic, but they're actually not. They're actually, they've already decided subconsciously. If you can connect with people where they trust you and feel good about your brand, then their brain will figure out a way to justify. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of Perpetual Traffic. We've got a two-part episode starting today where we're going to be taking you through the three-step formula to 10x your Facebook ad spend with consistent ROI. So this is going to be a good one. I'm excited. We've got Ralph, Molly, and myself again today. So uh, we're all back. Hey. How are we doing? Good. Doing great. Got to hang out here about a week ago at Content and Commerce. Recovered, finally. Yeah. Happy to be here. Always fun hanging out with you guys. And with all you guys, too. A lot of people came up to us. Really cool to have the perpetual traffic community together. Looking forward to the next one. When's that one, Molly? February 26th through 28th is Traffic and Conversion Summit. Uh, so hopefully see you guys there. We love when you come up and, and chat with us. It makes all of this worthwhile. Our topic today and next week's episode as well is the three-step process that we've used with several clients and it's really several case studies in one. So it's going to be fun. Before that, Molly, you were just telling us before we hit record, you got some pretty crazy, amazing news. Yeah. Can you share that with everybody? Absolutely. So if you guys remember back in March, April, May, June, July, we were promoting a fundraiser for my friend, Jeffrey. I grew up with Jeffrey and he was paralyzed about eight years ago in a car wreck. Um, And he had qualified for a surgery in Thailand that had a 100% chance of giving him feeling back in his legs again. So good news, we raised the money in July. He needed $92,000. If you guys remember, Ryan and I were doing consulting days for 10 grand a piece. So I got to meet a lot of cool people through that process. And we were able to raise a little bit over $100,000 for Jeffrey. And a few weeks ago, he went to Thailand. He had the surgery. It went really well. And I just wanted to read a quick update. He says he's very good and happy. His ankles and quads are finally starting to fire and kick his legs straight. His hamstring is also firing, so he's able to pull his leg back. Uh, which is really cool. He said it's obviously not as strong as it used to be since he's been in a wheelchair for so long, but that everything is going as planned and that he just has to build his muscles back so that he can soon stand up and start to walk. Everything's going really well with the surgery. He's regained feeling, his muscles are working, his legs are firing, and now he's just rebuilding the muscles. So he actually goes back to Kentucky in two days and he has a therapist there and they expect him to continue to progress until he's able to walk around and do everything he's been wanting to do the last 10 years. So I just wanted to say seriously, thank you to everyone who helped with that fundraiser it meant a lot to me and and definitely to Jeffrey. It was a really cool experience and probably my favorite thing that I've done in the past few years. A side note, I also wanted to make an announcement. Through doing those consulting days, I think I did 10, I got to meet a lot of really cool people. Everybody came to Austin. We spent an entire day together. The days were very different. Some people came with lists of hundreds of questions that were very specific. Some people came with one big problem that we solved. A lot of of the people that I was working with, we were building out funnels and traffic campaigns. And it's been really awesome to see 
their growth since those consulting days. I'm starting to get emails and phone calls for people following up saying how much that it changed their business. I also realized it's something that I really like to do. I love sitting down one-on-one with a business owner or their team. I did have a team of eight, a whole marketing team come down for a day, which was really cool. And it's been really, really rewarding. So it's something I'm going to start doing more of. And I actually have two dates open, December 13th and 14th. So it would be an entire day. It's $8,000. You'll also get three follow-up calls after the day so that we can see how implementation's going to really tie up any loose ends that you might have. But you would come to Austin. Again, we would spend the whole day together. We would decide beforehand you know, what you want to work on and how I can help. But I do have two days open, December 13th and 14th. So if that sounds interesting to anyone, just shoot me an email, molly at digitalmarketer.com. I look forward to hearing you guys. And thanks again. We will keep you updated on Jeff. And I'm sure we will have some some videos of him in action soon, hopefully walking. His son has never seen him. Like he's been in his wheelchair his whole, his son's like nine or 10. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to see his son in two days. So he'll be able to see his dad's progress and you know, that's a huge part of this. He's been in Thailand for a month now, and I know he's really missing his son and he's ready to get home. Wow. But he did this for his son. That is amazing. Thanks again to everybody that helped. It's working. (laughs) And it's just so cool to see how you can transform one person's life when you bring a community together. So it's a really a win-win all around. I mean, going from being in a wheelchair, not being able to even use any have any motion in his legs to now a little bit of motion and the progress is that he probably will be able to walk is that sort of what the diagnosis is yeah now it's just building the muscles back amazing and it's a win-win all around too because obviously the people that contributed and thank you to everyone who did got a tremendous amount of value out of you guys too for those days and you found something that you really enjoy doing so it's like three wins right there pretty awesome stuff Once again, you can email Molly if you're interested in that, molly at digitalmarketer.com. Head to the show notes for anything else, okay? Trafficandconversionsummit.com is, I believe, the URL still if you want to get the early, early bird prices for that. Today, we're going to be going through this two-part series based on the talk that Ralph and I did at Content and Commerce event. Yeah. And we had a lot of people come up to us that loved it, so we thought this would be great. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to share the slides with you on the show notes. This is one of those things, you know, don't not listen to this if you don't have the visual, okay? Right. This is the stuff that you need to hear 10 times, okay? You cannot hear this content enough. It's true. And even like when we're doing the presentation, this was funny because when we did the presentation, we realized that the Eddie formula should probably have a T on it because we both realized in the middle of it that that is actually a part of it. Originally, we were going to be doing the three-step video ad formula as a talk and we're combining a couple of our concepts with the upside stuff and the deep funnel retargeting. And then as we started looking through all the results, we actually changed the title to the three-step formula to 10X your Facebook ad spend with consistent ROI. Yeah, I mean, it's not all about just 10Xing your ad spend. I mean, you have to have a return that comes out of that unless you're just spending this kind of money for branding, which is certainly fine if you've got the budget for it. But I mean, most of the people that were at Content and Commerce were really looking for, what can I do to put a dollar in and get some branding, of course, but also make a dollar plus out of that. And in many cases, you know, they need at least two to three X because they're dealing with physical products. You know, if 
if not more. So we specifically made this a little bit more geared towards e-commerce, which is obviously a specialty of ours in the agency. But, um, you know, the, all the examples that we have here are, you know, physical products being sold. But this can definitely apply to digital products, to your business. You know, it doesn't really matter what type of business it is. But the point is, is that this formula works regardless of industry. And we've tried it in a lot of different industries, a lot of different types of offers. Bottom line is if you do it at least halfway, you'll probably get pretty darn good results. All right, so let's get into some of the results. Yeah, so I mean, the three customers that we just plucked out, and the first customer back in January 2015 was spending about 1100 bucks a day. And in the last 30 days, they're spending about 12000 a day. And with a pretty nice return on that, uh, in this particular case, it's a customer who really wants to just break even on day one or on day 30. And in this case, we're, we're spending about $360,000 a month with a website purchase conversion value. If you guys know what that is, it's basically, it's something that we assign dynamically inside, in their case, Shopify, uh, the Shopify store that then sends a signal back to Facebook that basically tells us what the value of the cart is. So in this case, we spent in the last 30 days, just about 360,000 and we made back in pure sales, 581,000. So pretty big difference from when we first started with them in 2015. The beauty of this is that everything after that first sale is virtually, I wouldn't say virtually, but cost of goods sold notwithstanding, pure profit because it is a continuity product. It's something that people want every 30 days or so. So it's a really good start for them. So a thousand bucks a day at about 12 grand a day, a big, big deal for them and uh, really transformed their business. And without a doubt, 10x their business in total. Customer B, this was back in March 2016. They were doing about $600 a day. Same kind of thing. They used the same sort of formula. So, March 2016, about 600 bucks a day, 637, I believe, was the actual number. And now they're spending about 13000 a day. And the return on that is pretty tremendous as well. This one is not a continuity product, meaning that once you buy it, you you know it auto ships or you're auto build every single month. But on front end sales, we're spending about four hundred thousand a month right now, and making about five ninety two. It's about six hundred right now, so it's about one hundred and fifty percent on return on ad spend or one point five ROI. Really good stuff there using this formula. Just to be clear, that's a digital product. This number two here is a digital product. These are one of our coaching clients. So they were, they've kind of done both. They an agency client and now they're a, uh, in our elite group over at Dominate Web Media. So the formula works for both. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a one-time purchase. But then once they actually get that purchase in the door, they can sell them on a bunch of other products that they have, which are all, yeah, all digital, you know, cross sells and everything. Really, really good product too. The point here is that you do have to have a really good offer. I wouldn't say it like a tremendous offer, but something that stands out in the market, something that's unique. And when we go into the three-step video ad formula, we'll show exactly how to present that to the market so that people say, hey, that's something that I want to buy. So we're literally taking cold traffic right off Facebook and turning it into buyers immediately on day one. So customer C, same kind of thing here. They were spending about 600 bucks a day back in September 2016. This is relatively recent. And now they're at about 3,800 to 4,000 a day. I think now I just checked as about 5,000 per day. And the return on ad spend is basically as a two to one. So they're spending 114,000 and then making back about 205. Right now it's about 220, 230 in that range. So two to one ROI, really solid stuff here. And it follows the same darn formula 
that we're going to explain here. So, you know, the, the big question that people probably want to know is like, how did we do this? But really, it doesn't matter like, how did we do this? The most important thing is, how can you do this or how do you do this? And the strategy is fairly simple because um, there's really three steps to it. The middle step being a, a really sort of important one, which is leveraging what we call the upside awareness formula. And if you guys recall back to episode 86, where Keith talks about the upside formula there, we're going to get into that a little bit here as the first step to that sort of understanding awareness formula. And then step two is use the three-step video ad formula, which I mentioned to you before, which has three unique steps. And then the last part is how you kind of run your traffic and how you do your campaigns using smart retargeting, as well as, you know, how to structure them to cold traffic. So sort of those three steps, leverage the upside awareness formula, Second step is use the three-step video ad formula. And then the third one is structure your campaigns in the right way using what we call smart retargeting. So Keith, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the upside algorithm. Once you understand that if you can create an ad that can resonate with somebody that is completely unaware of the problem, or maybe they are aware of the problem, they're just not aware of the solution or your solution, once you truly understand this, you, you can target a much broader, bigger audience, okay? The problem is, is people are targeting broad audiences sometimes with the wrong message. So if you can create the right message and understand where they're at and their level of awareness, as well as that within these audiences, there's also different personality types, the sky is the limit. So the algorithm is, Moving people from awareness to intent plus understanding personas equals scale, mass scale. And we've seen it happen with one ad in so many cases where one ad is the foundational ad that's been running for two to three years. Several clients, both on the agency and the coaching side, have one ad that's been running for that long and that have now, of course, created different variations of that because the momentum that's created from that. It's like, yeah, let's create some more versions of that. You know, let's do it. And so it's just compounding effect and it's a snowball effect so upside once again episode 86 we go pretty deep into the upside formula but basically it's taking from eugene schwartz his book breakthrough advertising and in that he talks about awareness levels and i've kind of reversed the order and made created an acronym upside which is u-p-s-y-d okay? it looks like upside, but it's upside and the reason why it's pronounced that way is because once you truly understand this you give your campaigns or your client campaigns the absolute most upside potential right out of the gates. It goes like this. If you want to think about any target audience, so let's say you're selling a, a green smoothie drink or workout programs or a protein or anything like that, and your audience is in the health and wellness world. So we're just going to use this as an example. So let's say you're targeting a 1 million person audience tagged with that Facebook interest. So it's an interest that you know there's a lot of people in that interest that could be interested in your product. I like to break that up and think about that one big interest. Think about it as like a picture of a pie chart. And within that big circle pie chart, a quarter of it, quarter of your audience, so let's say 250,000 people are going to be completely unaware of the problem. All right, so that's like level one, unaware. 
I started doing intermittent fasting about two and a half years ago, but I didn't know what intermittent fasting was. If somebody would have told me about intermittent fasting, I would have thought it was some weird religious ritual, right? <laughs> That's what I thought it was when you started doing it, actually. There you go. And you're doing it today, too, right? <laughs> I'm now. doing it today. That's right. And so I wasn't looking to lose weight or anything like that. I heard about it on a productivity podcast. A guy was talking about how much more focused he was, how much more energy he had in the morning and how much more productive he was. And then, so I started looking into it and I, well, I'm going to try this. So I, so I try it a week later, I actually dropped 10 pounds and I'm like, Oh gosh, maybe I was a few pounds overweight, you know, from my high school, college days. So I was in that audience, but I still would have been in the health and wellness audience because I'm into health and fitness, right? I eat pretty healthy workout and all that stuff, but I was unaware of like, I didn't think I needed to lose weight or anything like that. So there's going to be people that are that way in your audiences. There's also going to be people that are problem desire aware, like, okay, I know I need more energy or I know I need to lose weight. I know I need to get my blood pressure down. That's kind of your low hanging fruit, right? And then there's the people who are solution aware. So they know about intermittent fasting, right? They know it's out there, but they've never heard of maybe your specific product or your specific program. They know about juicing, but they don't know about your specific brand of juices or proteins or they know about CRMs, but they, they've never heard of your specific solution in the B2B world, right? So that's the S, okay? And then Y is your solution aware. So now they're aware of your solution. And D is somebody that's the most aware and they just need a deal, right? So maybe they've seen your offer and they just need a lower price or some kind of a deadline or something like that. So if you got a million person audience, you might have 250,000 people who are unaware, you. You might have 450,000 people who are problem aware. That's the big low-hanging fruit. Then you might have 200,000 people that are solution aware. Then you might have 90,000 people that are your solution aware. And you might have about 10,000 people that are the most aware. And you know what? Your numbers might be way different than this. This is just a total example to help you visualize it. And the, the problem is, is people create ads on Facebook or any other platform for that matter. But this is very important for Facebook because Facebook is the biggest audiences, but there's so many people that do not have intent. Your mission with your ads is to understand this so you can target people and put your message in front of people who maybe are unaware of the problem or are aware of the problem but are not aware of your solution or the solution. And you can actually engineer a process to move them through where you can have an ad that resonates with people who are unaware and moves them into becoming problem aware, solution aware, and your solution aware, where they're ready to buy. All with just one ad. And it's powerful. If you're in your ads manager and you're saying, wait a second, I just looked up health and wellness and that's not 1 million people. Well, we're using this as an example. I mean, the health and wellness audience is one that's really good for a lot of our customers, but it's a very large audience. It's 11 million or 37 million, depending on which it is. But it's really, it's just a metaphor. So if you really do think about in that 1 million person audience, all these people reside. And they might not be these exact percentages that you see in the keynote that you can get in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. But the understanding of this concept, I think, is the key. 
So it might not be exact numbers here, Keith, but I think, you know, people just have to sort of get their head around this and sort of understand yeah, exactly. why the strategy works. And, and I think, you know, some people are just like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But I think in this way, you sort of understand why we're doing it this way. And then also what kind of ads do you create based upon this understanding? I think there's some science behind this, which I think people probably haven't thought of. Uh, you know, because we always talk about video ads for sure. But like, how does this relate to actual conversions and, you know, 10xing a business? Well, it comes back to this concept, which is upside. To get this example, to make it exactly a million, we just adjusted the age range. Yep. And so it, it ends up showing a million, but it's like, a, you know, age 35 to 50 or something. So it's, yep. it's, it's narrowed down the demographics. If you want to 5x your business or your ad spend, I'm telling you, please pay attention to this presentation because we've done it over and over and over again. And Let's say you create an ad like this that does resonate with somebody that's unaware of the problem. The thing is, is if you're targeting people and they're already problem aware, or even if they're solution aware, like they know about intermittent fasting, your ad, your message will still resonate with those people. And they're the ones that are actually going to comment and share and tag their friends. They're going to be like, see, I told you intermittent fasting was normal and I wasn't weird. We see this all the time. And so your actually ads will still resonate with people that are more aware, but it really resonates with people that are unaware. But it's really just understanding this. And so it gives you the, the ability to scale. Then one more bonus is within that same million person audience, there's people that have different personas. There's the people that are the impulse buyers and they're competitive and they always want the best. And then there's the people that are the slow, methodical. They listen to their heart, right? They're very... Uh, process-driven sometimes or methodical. Brian Eisenberg, who was actually one of the headline speakers at the Content and Commerce event, has a whole thing about this in, in one of his books called Call to Action. And you can read more about it there, about the four buyer personas. But you just need to understand that there's different types of people. For example, let's say that you sell some kind of a supplement that helps dogs be more healthy, or maybe it helps prevent the different injuries they have with the arthritis type injuries they have they get in their hips and their in their legs and stuff and you're going to some dog training event or like a dog show in your area maybe it's a small one let's pretend there's a hundred people there at this dog show everybody there's dog owners and within that one social environment you're gonna have people that some people they're, they're gonna be like you know what i'm the smartest guy on the planet i know i know everything about training a dog i know that i'm feeding my dog the right thing and those are the ones that they don't know what they don't know, right? <laughs> and then there's going to be some people there that are literally their dog has been in pain lately. And so the day before that, they might have been on Google searching for some kind of a solution to help his dog who's in pain and his, his legs and joints are hurting him. Or maybe you're a dog trainer and you sell dog training uh, online or courses or, or local or whatever it is. And there's going to be some people there that have a brand new dog that are actively looking for dog training. There's going to be some people that are maybe looking, but maybe don't realize there's actually a better way to train a dog, right? This goes back to the awareness stuff. But then there's also going to be some people that are very shy, right? They're the type of people that they don't trust anybody. They, they want to learn a lot about everything before they make any buying decision. So no matter how good your conversation is, or no matter how good your ad is, they're not going to take action that first day. They're just not, it's just their personality. There's going to be other people that are very impulsive and competitive and they're going to take action right away. And so that's why when you understand this, you have a system that resonates with everybody. That's the reason why we run multiple ads. You can definitely 10X a business with one ad and one video. 
without question, you can. But you also know that you're probably just hitting maybe one or maybe two of these sort of buyer personas or just those personality types. I mean, I think this can be broken down in a lot of different ways. Different messages are going to resonate with different people. So, you know, for the example that we use in this presentation, we actually go into three of the cold traffic ads that we use hitting on different pain points or desires. And, you know, that could also be sort of saying, well, you're hitting on different buyer personas as well. The point is, is that you want to test what works best, but you also want to be able to scoop up more of this one million person market because maybe, you know, message A doesn't resonate with them, but then maybe message B or message C will. So you want to have different ad copy, different creative to go along with this, which all really takes them nicely right from you all the way to D and uh, turns cold traffic into buyers. Exactly. And it's building your brand so much faster when you're generating two cent, three cent, four cent, five cent video views. And so you're making a huge impact while you're generating ROI. And the million person audience is an example. Some of the best audiences we're using are 30, 40, 50 million people. That's partly because Facebook's algorithm works well that way when you're generating a lot of conversions, but you can resonate with a lot more people when you do this. So it all starts out with the three-step video ad formula. So what is the three-step video ad formula? First of all, as we get into it, pay very close attention. Even if you're not running video ads, the same thing goes for non-video ads. So I'm just going to tell you that right now. So don't stop listening because you, you can't do video if you can't for some reason. But I think there's a way that everybody can do video. It's going to help your business. Problem is, is we see a lot of people do video, but they don't follow this formula. They don't understand the upside awareness ladder and they don't do the three-step video ad formula like we talk about so it doesn't work and so just because you do video doesn't mean it's going to work and doesn't mean it's going to work the first time and that's totally okay it's about doing it and getting better step one in the three-step video ad formula is stop the scroll get attention you want your video to not look like an ad right look like some regular video that somebody else would post and there's a lot of different ways to do that, but really it's all about having some kind of pattern interrupt. And using motion works really well. That's why the selfie videos work so well. As the iPhones get better and better, the iPhone cameras, technology-wise, always recommend just using the iPhone camera. Uh, they work so well. When you're doing any kind of motion close up to your face, it really stands out. Sometimes just like blatant hand motions can, can get somebody to, to stop, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of ways to do this. You can get creative. Um, sometimes having something that's kind of like, whoa, what is that? What's he doing there? And maybe that's just the very beginning. And then, of course, using text. Yep. Text overlays, use those to tell the story, no matter how your intro is. And sometimes, Ralph, w w some of the best videos, which as we talk about some of these examples, mm -hmm. some of these best videos were already done with clients. They were on their YouTube channel yeah. or maybe on a blog post or something or on I a guess. sales part of a sales video. Yeah, that's the first thing we look for, actually, is we say, well, if you have a video crew in-house, great. I mean, if you don't, then we'll talk about like what the next step would be. But the first thing we do is we troll their YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, one of the ones that we actually use here in this example, we actually found on YouTube. And it still actually has like the, you know, YouTube subscribe button down in the lower right-hand corner. But it doesn't matter. It still works. So yep. we couldn't get it out of post-production. We just said, oh, we're just going to use it and see how it works. And it's been running for practically three years now. 
So, but yeah, I think um, if you don't have video assets, you can definitely follow this formula as well, just like Keith says. But if you do go back into your YouTube channel, you might be able to sort of redo or, or repurpose content that you've already created and get ads like this going really fast. Because that's one of the things, you know, we try to do fast is get some success right out of the gate. And, you know, if there's extensive videos, we'll use those that we already have on hand. One of the things I will say on this step one, stop the scroll though, what we found is that although we do say use text overlays to tell the story without question, we have found that if the first 10 seconds or so of your video kind of looks like a PowerPoint or a keynote presentation, it tends to not get as many views because it sort of looks like in the newsfeed as people are thumbing by your ad, it kind of looks like an ad. So we'll typically tell people to do like more of the close-in selfie kind of stuff or some motion. Uh, we've got one customer that basically is walking around a room and we just speed it up. So it just kind of looks like, you know, she's in one of those like funny old like 1920s movies and it's in black and white. And then all of a sudden, 10 seconds, it turns to color kind of thing, almost like the Wizard of Oz. So there's a lot of ways to do this. I mean, don't get cheesy or, you know, make it be off your brand. But the point is, is that you do have to get attention. The best attention getter though, is the step after this, which is really where you deliver the meat. The other thing is if you're taking a video you already own, then maybe there isn't a big pattern interrupt at the beginning, but don't worry about it. Just use text overlay and that'll tell the story. So you're fine. One of the things we do do is we insert an SRT file into these as well. If you don't know what an SRT file is, well, if you're running a video ad, Facebook actually has a little button where you create the ad and asks you if you want to upload an SRT file. So we use rev.com to get SRT files. And that really does help because especially if there's motion, plus there's also sort of captions to begin. If maybe you don't have a whole lot of post-production, people will see those captions through the SRT file. So I have no idea what SRT stands for, Keith, but all I know is that we use it all the time. All righty. Step two is really the meat. It's the content. The Eddie formula is this. It's E-D-I-E. -E, so there's one D and it's educate, demonstrate, inform, or entertain. And you don't have to have all four. However, some of the best videos do have at least three to four of these in the video itself. The first one is educate. And the example we have is a six minute video ad where we were just making people aware of some changes in the Facebook platform and we wanted to promote a webinar, right? So we're running a video ad, it's six minutes, talking about game-changing Facebook changes as well as three of the biggest mistakes people are making and what you can do to overcome those. And then the, the mistakes are listed out in the ad copy. And then in the video, I go and I show you some of these things, like why our target audience recommendations have changed to, to a higher amount. So it goes and it gives them a few rules of thumb and it gives us some good stuff that people are going to share and be glad and be happy about that they learned on that video. But if they want to learn more, they can. That's the key to having the educate part. Some people, they just, all they do is they try to tease the next step and they don't actually give any value. So then people don't share their ad and they're coming into their sales funnel a little bit skeptical. Number two is D, which is demonstrate. If you have a really cool gadget, or a tool, piece of software even that shows transformation or just shows it in use or demonstrating what they're gonna get. It's really powerful and a lot of times the demonstrate videos are the shorter ones, 20, 25 seconds. 
one minute to two minutes maybe. Yeah. Because you're just showing somebody and it's like, go get it, right? How can you visually represent like what your product does? Like if from the before to the after state, which may or may not lead us to the T in the Eddie formula, which we'll get to in just a second. But, you know, in some videos we just show like we have one customer that turns blog posts into PDFs, eBooks. So we show a picture of websites going into this strange contraption and it's spitting out a beautiful PDF on the other side. So that shows, it demonstrates kind of what this thing is. And people see that in their newsfeed and they're like, what, what is that? I didn't realize you could do that. So yeah, sometimes it doesn't have to be overly complicated. And the one that we have in the slides is a little bit more high production value, but it doesn't have to be that. Just sort of think about like, what do, what's the after state that you, you produce for your customer in some cases. And sometimes it's just that easy on Demonstrate. Absolutely. And we'll put the links on some of these videos that we're hitting on so you can check out and see them in action. And this is LaForge. It's a really cool glasses where you can look in through them. They're kind of like Google glasses and you can see everything around you. And if you have a cool gadget or like what Ralph talked about, it's an online tool, it sh but it shows transformation. It shows the transformation of a blog post turning into a PDF and it does it in an animated video that's like a 20 second loop. And that by the way, is the T that we've been teasing a little bit here. Hmm. But a lot of times, if you can show transformation in your videos, not all of them do that, right? Like my educate video that I just mentioned doesn't really show transformation, uh, but sometimes it does. Maybe we'll mention a case study that shows transformation. But the, the demonstrate ones can do that really well, whether it's an online tool, whether it's an info product, whether it's a piece of software. So I is inform. And this is where you're making people aware of something they didn't know about, right? One of the six principles to why people share, why things catch on. Great book by Jonah Berger called Contagious. And he talks about six principles to why things go viral, basically. And people will actually share things that make them feel like in the know, like they know something that other people don't know. And they also just like to share things that are useful and make them feel like they're a useful you know, person to society, right? So one great example is the video in this example is the customer is making people aware of these amazing superfoods and what they do for your body, how some of them give you energy and give you more focus and help you sleep. So it's making you aware of these nutrients and these superfoods that you can go buy at Whole Foods or at your local supermarket. And so it makes that video shareable and it makes them like you as a brand, but then it transitions and we'll get to that in the call to action part but it's very informative and makes it shareable. And it also, if you do it right, it makes people want to get your thing because typically your product or service will make it easier, faster, or cheaper for them to go get that. Yeah, and this is one of those ones where it would be challenging. Like if you're in the health and fitness space or you know, it works really well in the health and beauty space when you actually show some transformation by informing people. But in this one, you really wouldn't be able to show a transformation per se. So you're more educating and forming and, you know, to a certain degree entertaining. I think that's one of the reasons why I think this one works so well is that people didn't know about these 11 superfoods. I had never heard of ashwagandha before. I didn't even know what the heck it was. I thought it was a country in Africa or something like that. Yeah. Or, uh, But it, the point is, is that now when I watch this video, I understand that, you know, the benefits of ashwagandha will help give me energy or, you know, 
cleanse my pineal gland, whatever that is. But anyway, I know it works because I take this stuff. And that's the part of the video that really helps people along, keeps them informed. And like you said, people love to share this kind of stuff. Like, hey, did you know that ashwagandha cleanses your pineal gland? Well, let me show you because I'm so smart. Uh, and people want to do that. And that's that's why this video has done so well, because it, it does inform all the way through with these 11 superfoods. You couldn't sort of show like an unhealthy person transforming into a healthy person. That'd be a little harder to do, plus probably against Facebook's uh, policy. But here you're really, you're keying in on, you know, just this informational aspect of it uh, while educating and doing some entertaining at the same time. The last one is e-entertain. Obviously, if you make an entertaining video, a funny video, people are going to share it. And guess what happens when people share the heck out of your video? Well, of course, you get free views and free impressions. But more importantly, Facebook rewards you. Your cost per view, cost per impression, cost per click to website, cost per conversion goes way, way down. And when you get it right, your videos your cost per view, say, will be five to 10 times cheaper. And that equates directly to your cost per acquisition, okay, whether it's a lead or a customer. So when you have an entertaining video, uh, like the chat books example, which coincidentally, Ryan broke down on the last episode. So, you know, make sure you listen to episode 116 if you haven't yet. Chat books kind of does it all. And the best videos hit at least three to four of these. The chat books, really funny. The Dollar Beard Club videos, Dollar Shave Club video, right? They're like one Hysterical. of the first people to do this. Yeah. Hysterical. Harmon Brothers are, are really a video production agency. They recently just did a really amazing video for ClickFunnels. They're not cheap, though. We're talking, you know, to have them produce a video. It's, it's big, big money, but it makes big impacts. It get results. It gets results. And they're really leveraging the entertainment factor big time. But I'm telling you, if you can hit transformation or just the educate, demonstrate, inform, it's game changer and it's game over in so many cases. Businesses have gone from doing a million a year to 10 million a year within a year or two, a lot of different times. And so there's a lot of different industries you can do this with. Yep. Step three is call to action. Very important here. Call to action is step three. Got to sell something. Usually if you just put your call to action right at the beginning and say, buy my stuff, then it will work. Or not. Sometimes, remarkably, it does, but not always. Well, test it. Yeah, sometimes it does because you have a, a product that you maybe they can see in action, right? They're like, yeah. oh, well, that's a, that thing's awesome, right? Yeah, I mean, we have 10 second, 12 second, 13 second videos that basically just show and then get this thing, you know, because it's a low yeah. price purchase. It's $4.95 or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It doesn't have yeah. to be overly complicated. And I think all the stuff that we talked about in step two, you don't have to have all four or even all five. If you have one or two or maybe just one, you know, chances are, it, it, especially if you've got a good product that the market wants, it's going to work using this formula. And then obviously the next step is come buy this thing or like the logical next step, which in the case of 11 superfoods is like, hey, I'm going to tell you all these 11 superfoods, but you know, it, it's going to be hard for you to find all these and you're, you're going to have to spend all this money. And here's like the reduction to the ridiculous, how much it actually would cost you, or you could get it all in one in this, you know, 
one powdered juice, which tastes great and it demonstrates, you know, how easy it is to to mix. And so that's sort of your call to action. It's not like you're selling, right, Keith? You're just sort of saying, hey, you know, I just oh. touch all this stuff. Now, why don't you go get it? You go to Whole Foods, 300 bucks a month, or you could just get this for a dollar a day. Right? Exactly. And then he drinks it and shows how good it is. So that's a very traditional, just simple, it's, it's authentic. It just makes sense. That's the key is that to have your call to action be natural, authentic and natural. And a lot of times if it's a shorter video, then your call to action is going to come at the very end. If it's 20, 30 second, one minute video. Some cases though, when you do these longer form videos where we're demonstrating, where we're teaching, we add calls to action throughout the video. So let's say you have a six minute video. Typically I'll try to get my first call to action and they're about a minute in maybe minute and a half if you can't do it naturally before then. And so you're giving people these calls to action because they're natural and whatever your point, you made a point about something, oh, you can learn more here. Or if you want to get, get this free book plus shipping, I go deeper into this in the first you know, free module you get, whatever it is, right? If you do that, guess what? It's not that big a deal if you have a longer video because you've got these calls to actions that break it up. And so you're now able to resonate with these different personas. So the impulse buyers, they're already gone after a minute and 20 seconds, and they're already opting into your webinar. They're already buying your, you know, your front-end product. But then the other people, they might watch the whole video, or they might watch half the video and just got busy or got to the front of the line at Starbucks. So call to action, make it natural. But if you have a longer video, don't wait till the very end to bring it in or else your videos aren't going to be very profitable. Yeah, definitely. And, and an important part to that in the call to action area is that you always give people the option and the, make it as easy for them to take the next logical step as you possibly can. Because when you watch a video in the newsfeed and you're just watching the video, you have to wait to the very end to actually get the call to action and click and go to your website or buy. So what we always do is we always put you know, a link in the ad copy, the post copy itself. And then if you're in a newsfeed ad, then that your, your headline, which is just below the video itself, in most cases, depending on which sort of format you're using for your video, that's also clickable. So make sure that you give people plenty of opportunities to take the next step in your call to action, not just by calling it out in your video and subtly mentioning it, which is a great, great point here, but also in your ad copy as well. On the next episode, we're going to bring it all together. We're going to bring it all together so you really can get to see the different examples of how we've implemented this, as well as examples of how you want to be running smart retargeting to really be able to pick up all the all the pieces of people that, you know, they're not going to buy that first time around. They're not going to take action. Some do, some don't. So on the next episode, episode 118, we're going to be showing you examples of how we've leveraged the upside awareness formula use the three-step video ad formula, and then run smart retargeting dynamic product ads to make sure we are creating the most profitable machine that just resonates with the biggest audiences, but not in a slimy, sleazy, and just lame way, right? We want you to create amazing content and ads that, that build your brand, resonate with people, but also sell your products and services. Don't be lame. Be helpful. <laughs> And remember, very, very important. Most of these videos that are really, really making a huge impact, they're resonating with people emotionally, right? The heart. I'm pointing to my heart right now because a lot of times people think they're making decisions based on logic 
well, they're actually not. They're actually they've already decided subconsciously because their heart has already decided. If you can connect with people where they trust you and feel good about your brand, then their brain will figure out a way to justify. Promise you. A lot of you guys that are super, super, you know, left-brained right now, and you're really analytical, but you're, a lot of times you still have those gut feelings like, oh, okay, I just don't feel right about that, or I'm just going to do it. Well, that's your gut instinct in your heart and the subconscious effect, and that's where this stuff really, really makes a big impact. It sometimes it does take a little bit of time to, to, to get the most ROI. Some of these videos, they usually work right out of the gate, but look out three to six months in, and that's when the cumulative effect really, really kicks in and the compounding effect. Absolutely. People don't buy with their head, but with their heart. And the heart is closer to the wallet than the head. So always remember that. Last Roy H. Williams, the wizard of ads. All right. So we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, once again, make sure you hit the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 117. We'll have the slides for you. The next episode, we're going to really bring it all together and go through some of the examples and the retargeting stuff. I think you're going to like it. Next week, we're going to be covering the results that uh, Ralph and Molly talked about on episode 115. So we've got some of those uh, split test results coming your way at the beginning of the next episode. And also uh, our certification event in Austin is, uh, is open. Tickets are open for that. So uh, if you want to check that out, it's dominatewebmedia.com forward slash get certified and we've got less than 50 seats and the first 30 tickets get to go on a tour of the facebook ads headquarters in austin which is going to be epic epic stuff uh, so go check that out other than that see you next week see ya see ya You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.